Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Welcome to Royal Rebounds TV with Calvin and Barry. Just two crazy fans of the Sacramento Kings and they sharing their opinion. So be sure that you subscribe. It's for the fans by the fans. Whether you chilling on the couch or wilding in the stand. For laid back conversations about the Kings, subscribe here. Staying down until we come up thinking this gonna be our year. We're here drinking beer, talking about the Kings. Be sure you subscribe so you can hear that bell ring. Yeah. Welcome back to Royal Rebounds, a Sacramento Kings YouTube channel for fans by fans. If you're watching on YouTube, please make sure to smash that like button. And if you would like to join the Royal family with Calvin and I, hit that subscribe button before the shot clock expires. If you're listening via your favorite podcast platform, we would appreciate a five-star rating. And don't forget, you can always join us live on YouTube if you would like to be a part of the show. We're live after every game. We'll be right back with your Kings nightcap. We're here. We're drinking beers. And we're talking about your Sacramento Kings. Mm. That's a delicious beer. Welcome in, everybody. I apologize. I think I lost my voice in Sacramento, so it's a little <laughs> raspy tonight, but I'm still here. I'm still having fun. Uh, for those of you that tuned in on our live stream during the trade deadline, Calvin and I tried to do a live from the airport in Seattle, but we were having some technical difficulties. And then we got stuck in the quarantine exemption line, just trying to get back to Maui and get exemptions to get in. So thank you all so much for joining us. As you can see, uh, we officially reached 1,000 subscribers, so thank you all so much. Thank you. We appreciate your support. The royal family is just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And uh, we accept Super Chats and stickers now, too. I think Asha sent one. Thank you, Asha. It looks like a Shiba Inu or something down there. It's good. Um, just more things in the chat for us to be distracted by. Oh, oh Fred. Fred. Thank, thank you, you. Fred. That'll, uh, that'll buy us a couple beers and maybe maybe a new voice for me as well. All right, Calvin. So let's jump into the big news of the night. Sacramento Kings win 123-110. They are now 2-0 in the Sabonis era. And they break a 13-game road losing streak. Yes. Which is huge. You could just see the energy on the court. I love seeing the passing. I love seeing the guys, you know, just... They look excited. They look like they were having fun. They were smiling out there. They were just having a wonderful time. I want to give a shout out to everybody there in the chat. Thank you guys for joining us so much. Jeremy Lamb missed this game with a sore left ankle. Calvin, first thoughts on the game. Just echoing what you said, you know, this team just looks and feels different. I mean, that kind of should be obvious, you know, when you make as many changes as this team does, but... It's a huge breath of fresh air, uh, and I go back to what James Ham said about this team before the trade deadline and that they're a collection of players, not a team. Yep. This group of players looks like they could very well become a team, you know, over the course of the rest of this season. They look like they actually want to play together. They do. And they were having fun. I, I know early on in this game – the Kings had a ton of turnovers, and I, I think that's pretty normal for a team that's adjusting. Some of those passes by Sabonis were, were pretty amazing. Um, he was leading guys with passes, guys that he had never played with before. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that leads to turnovers when guys aren't on the same page. They were yeah. able to tighten it up in the second half, and they played much better, and they were able to come out with a victory in this game. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, at halftime, I I'm sitting there thinking, like, 
oh man, here we go again. I even sent a tweet out about it. It's great, you know, to feel excited about all the new kings and, and the new players on this team and the new energy, but nothing will change until they stop giving up 70-point halves. Yeah. And then they come out in the <laughs> second half and they actually tighten it up defensively. They looked much, much better um, offensively for how little that this group of players has played together. They really seem to click fast. And I think it's just, it goes to show of like, they actually have a, a style of play and a system now, you know, that they can play four out, one in with Sabonis. He's lethal in there by himself, a great passer as well. And they have reliable shooters now that they can kick out to. It, it just seems like everybody kind of fits into their, into the system and into the role much better than before the trade deadline because with Tyrese and, and De'Aaron, it was always like the, it felt like the team wasn't really sure which direction they were going. It, it, they didn't really have a, a cohesive um, style, you know. But this team, veter more veteran players coming from winning backgrounds, and now you have your two stars as well. It, it, it just everything looks more smooth and more cohesive. Sass misses Buddy Healed just like the rest of us. Don't and we I'm all? Saying that in as you are in a very sarcastic manner. We got to see Davion Mitchell dunk in this game. Yes. Did you see that dunk down the middle? I that did. was awesome. I did. Shout side, out to the short guys. Side note: Did you see Joel Embiid's dunk on Jared Allen today? No, I missed that one. Oh man! <laughs> but I did see him talking smack about Ben Simmons and oh, and yeah. all that stuff. Well, that, I mean, that's going to be interesting. He's always going to tell it like it is, right? The Nets game is going to be really interesting on Monday. We're going to talk about that towards the end of the show. But uh, a lot of injuries, a lot of injuries for the Nets. So Porzingis was out in this game. We got to see game two of the Fox and the Ox. They seem to already have chemistry. And uh, De'Aaron Fox just looks like a totally different player at this point. Uh, he seems like the motivation is back for him. And honestly, I don't blame him. When when you're playing or you go into a season with guys knowing that they don't want to be on the team and you you are the face of the franchise, you just signed a, a max deal, and uh, all the blame goes on your shoulders, how hard can you try to push the guys up around you? And I think Monty McNair – you know, I watched his press conference today, and, and we'll talk about that in the second section, but I think he did a good job empowering Fox and basically sending him a message of like, hey, we're in this together. We both want to win. Uh, we're going to do whatever we can to improve this team. And Deer and Fox has officially got the message. Oh, yeah. He looks like a, a much, much different player. And you're right. I mean, you, you kind of have to feel for him at some point um, when the team goes through all these years of losing um, and he's the, you know, pegged as the guy that's going to turn things around. Then they draft a couple of point guards behind him and, and he probably felt like, you know, I, I need some help out here and this isn't helping. I, I was really happy to watch De'Aaron Fox fight through screens and play with a lot of effort, especially yeah. in the second half on defense. You know, we've been really critical of him at times this season. However, if I'm looking at the big picture, I'm still kind of uh, irked a little or nervous a little about De'Aaron because it, you can't just, like, sit out games and throw a temper tantrum every time you're unhappy and you want things to change on the team, right? If you're the franchise player, the leader that we want him to be on this team, you got to fight through the hard times. You can still go to the front office and say, hey – this isn't working, I need help, are you guys committed to me, all that stuff. But mm -hmm. the effort night in and night out on the court has to be the same, no matter what the situation is. So I just worry, you know, if the Kings end up going into a, a bad stretch for the rest of this season or they start off slow next year, is he going to have those same types of feelings? Like, that's something we you never know. We don't know that he officially was sitting out for no reason. I mean, oh, there... I'm talking about when he was on the court though. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, yes, the sitting out, that was a little suspicious as well, but I just see him, you know, he, he looks like a, a new player out there because he is feeling good about the, the way the team's going. They got uh, a guy in Sabonis that him, he's going to play well off of, but you know, he had Rashawn Holmes before that. I'm not saying that they're the same player, but like my point is, if you're going to be the guy on a franchise in the NBA and you get the max contract, 
they give you the keys basically even when things are tough mm-hmm. you have to still show up with the same type of effort and energy and intensity night in and night out oh yeah most most definitely you know, I want to give a shout out to Rashawn Holmes. I, I saw his mom posted on Twitter today uh, that he lost a cousin this week. That's always, you know, tough to go through. We had been talking about him and, and his struggles this season. Uh, I know he missed a game. What was that on Tuesday night due to personal reasons? Uh, yeah. we, we weren't really sure exactly what those personal reasons were. And maybe it was this, this um, you know, dealing with the loss of a, of a loved one, but Shout out to Rashawn, and uh, hopefully hopefully you can uh, keep your head up, and things will get better. They really will. Yeah. All right, Calvin. Uh, you want to look here at the box score tonight? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, De'Aaron Fox leads all Sacramento Kings scores with 26 points. Man, just looking at this, this starting lineup tonight, everybody is so efficient. De'Aaron Fox, the only player in the starting lineup that doesn't shoot 50% from the field or better, but he was 10 of 21, just right there. They knocked down all their free throws as well. Fox added two rebounds and four assists. Uh, Harrison Barnes, another really solid, efficient game. 21 points on just nine shot attempts, seven of nine from the field, seven of nine at the free throw line, five rebounds, two assists. Sabonis, another double-double, almost a triple-double, 16 points, 11 rebounds, and 7 assists in 34 minutes. And uh, Justin Holiday played much better today. He knocked down his outside shot. And the bench was, they didn't shoot nearly as well overall, but they gave him really solid minutes. Met two with 10 points on three of three shooting. Uh, no bench player scored less than six points. Yeah, and we got to give a shout-out to Mo Harkless, playing incredible Oh, yeah. Five of five from the field, three of three from three-point range, 12, or sorry, 17 points for him tonight. It's amazing how much energy he has on offense when he's not yelling at Buddy Heald the whole game. (laughs) Exactly. You took the words right Right. out of my mouth. That's got to be exhausting in itself. Oh, 100%. And, you know, we talked to to James, and, you know, he was mentioning how Buddy's a very boisterous person, very outspoken. Uh, So, you know, dealing with people like that, when they want to be here is one thing, but when they don't want to be here, it just opens up a whole nother can of worms. And, yeah. and so uh, we got Sabonis, but there's also a little addition by subtraction here as well. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's funny. This lineup, you know, the Kings are still technically playing small ball here. I mean, they're starting Harrison Barnes or Harkless at the power forward spot. I think it's interchangeable, really, whichever one you want to pick um, with the two guards and then one big man. But they're better uh, equipped to play this small ball lineup now. All of these guys are really versatile defenders. They can switch, guard multiple positions. Um, they can still get up and down, up and down the court and run. And they're, like I said, they're built now four out and one in with really reliable shooters around them. Yep. It's it's just a much different, uh, a much differently constructed team now. All right, Gothin, have a great night, man. Thanks for tuning in. Bummed we didn't get to see you in Sacramento, but hopefully uh, we will in the future. And uh, we'll see you uh, probably on Monday. Yeah, probably Monday. All right, Calvin, anybody you want to spotlight here on the Wizards? I I saw Kyle Kuzma was just shooting incredible in this game. Like uh, some of those deep threes he's making, I'm just thinking like, oh, he showed up against the Kings because uh, maybe that failed trade. Not that that's the Kings' fault or anybody's fault, but – you know he wanted to show them that he's he's got it, right? Uh, yeah, probably. I, I also think it's just the fact that the Wizards are missing so many players right now. He's really their their absolute number one option on offense now. They traded away Dinwiddie. Uh, Beal's out for the remainder of the season. Porzingis not playing yet. They got rid of Montrez Harrell. So it, he's got a very, very big green light right now. Yep, yep, I agree. And they the Kings – came out and they did a much better job on him in the second half i think he had 11 points or something like that in the second quarter um got off to a, a really really hot start but the, the kings made some adjustments defensively in the second half and made it much more difficult for him yeah i see a couple people here in the chat talking about dante DiVincenzo. i want to give him a shout out as well i know he didn't shoot well tonight he he's only played like i think 12 or 13 games this season due to injuries yeah. um but dude has been on a championship team 
plays great defense. I watched Monty McNair's press conference today, and he just raved about him. And yep. we know how much he's really wanted him uh, since that failed sign-and-trade for Bogdan Bogdanovich. He touched on that a little bit, and uh, he's been a target of the Kings for a while. And I, I think for him, it uh, it feels good to know that a team has wanted you and has been trying to get you for a year. Yeah. And then they finally bring you in, and you're like, okay, these guys really wanted me, and I'm here now. I'm ready to go. Right. And uh, I just love the the defense from him. You know, I, I don't think he's 100% yet, but just the energy, the effort, uh, jumping in passing lanes, uh, just something we haven't really seen from this entire Kings team. It, it seemed like... You know, there were some miscommunications in the first half, but in the second half, they were communicating extremely well. Oh, yeah. uh, they were playing defense on a string. Like, I just I can't say enough good things. We're very critical of the team when they play bad, and we'll straight up, they, this team sucks sometimes. But the second half of this game was, was amazing to watch as a Kings fan. Oh, absolutely. And it's only going to get better and easier for them, you know, as time goes on. Obviously, team defense it takes some time for you to get uh, accustomed to everybody that's on your team when you add this many new players and, and take away as many as they took away so all that stuff is going to come with time um, but they have they have a, a much better defensive team just from top to bottom I think in terms of the, the individual players on this roster and again yeah they come from winning backgrounds a lot of these guys yep you can't be a winning team unless you play defense you you got to learn how to do that and get stops consistently so it, it there's definitely a lot of bright uh things to look at here from this king's team in the future it, it's just a question of them putting it all together now yeah jeff dante is a, a 34 percent career three-point shooter uh, he can definitely let the ball fly but i think they brought him in more for defense energy uh shooting is just a bonus for me yeah, absolutely. I mean, he was a, a reliable shooter in college, but he's always been more of a slashing guard than a, a pure shooter. Yeah. Definitely a two-way player. Um, it, he's going to help this team a lot. He, he just needs to get kind of, like you said, back in the rhythm of playing again, uh, familiar with his new teammates here. But the if they're going to keep uh, Davion and Dante off the bench as the backcourt together, I like that a lot, that yeah. they could really play off of each other. Oh, I like that a lot. And as McComey says, uh, Dante had an amazing game against the Kings earlier this season. Yes. I think he dropped yes. 20, 20 on the Kings. He can get hot really fast, that's for sure. That's interesting that you brought that up, that uh, the Davion and, and Dante combination, because I really do like that off the bench. But then who are you starting, right? Is Holiday going to be your starter? I know they've talked about maybe Dante is going to be the starter. Maybe Davion will be a starter. I, I think that story is still yet to be told. But just having the options is great. Right. You know, We talked early right. on in the season about this team is a deep basketball team. But now they're even deeper and the guys want to yes. be here and they all play with energy. Like It's just amazing to me that you trade for a guy – one day and he's available to play the very yeah. next day and he has 22 not, not and just 14 guy, three guys yeah are tw available to 22 and 14 day. for him and then the same thing with Dante is, is he comes right over here he's ready to play he's ready to go uh I I, I can tell these Kings players are on a mission they want to do something I, I know he's a free agent at the end of the season but I would love to bring Dante back at the end of the year and I bet oh, you yeah. that is one of the top priorities for Monty McNair this offseason all right Kyle I gotta ask you since it is a win tonight who is your king of the night I gotta go with the Aaron Fox on this one uh, I mean you there are probably a couple of, of Kings players that you could look at Sabonis with the near triple double um, Harrison Barnes uh, again was really really good but De'Aaron took over there in that in that second half uh, you know was the driving force to where the Kings really flipped the script took the lead and, and never really let it go again. Um, and he just, he had that like killer instinct mentality. Uh, I mean, he was, he was excellent on both sides of the court tonight. So I give it to De'Aaron Fox. Yeah. He really took over in the fourth quarter. I thought I was watching De'Aaron Fox of last year because there was a, a few 
like plays in a row there where he drives the basket. He's he gets that mid range and he's got like a turnaround and it's like didn't even touch the the rim. It's just net 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 yep. all the way through. Yep. I'm like, oh snap, De'Aaron is back, and that's when Sabonis was on the bench. Exactly. I, I would expect to see this type of De'Aaron Fox uh, definitely for the rest of this season. I don't know, you know, what he's going to average points wise, but not having Tyrese on the court, you know, again, it goes back to what I was saying earlier about how I think for him and, and Harrison Barnes as well, they're kind of freed. Like the shackles have come off for them now in this offense. They, they don't have to worry about, you know, we need to get Tyrese the ball and he's going to look for everybody. He's going to find someone. No, th- this offense is, is very, uh, Basic's not the right word, but like it's it's simplified now for them. It's De'Aaron and and Demontis Sabonis, mm-hmm. two man game. They play off of each other really well. So and well. then the rest of the guys are out there on the three point line, just waiting for an open shot. But De'Aaron ha- is going to have wide open lanes here, um, and I obviously expect him to be really aggressive uh, for you know as long as these guys are going to play together. Yeah, seeing you know or having a big man on this team that can pass as well as Sabonis. You know, I I know Sabonis is is a wonderful player, but, you know, just watching these last couple games of him and his passing ability is just so amazing to me. And I'm really excited to have him on this team. And there was so many moments in this game where De'Aaron just kind of gives the ball up to, to Sabonis, runs around a couple screens, cuts to the basket, and either he's open for a wide-open layup or somebody else is open. We saw Metu get a couple dunks in this game. When Metu's dunking the ball, it's good for the Kings because he's wide open. There's a lot of guys slashing, and, you know, 50 points in the paint tonight for Sacramento. Uh, The ball movement was there. Guys were moving. Uh, that's one thing that you and I have been re- really critical of early on in the season was it just seemed like either Fox or Tyrese had the ball and everyone else is just kind of standing around, not sure what to do. So uh, it just kind of reminded me a little bit of those old school Kings with Vladdy D. Oh, 100%. And- yeah, and it, it's funny how you know most of these guys have only been on the Kings for a couple of days now, but it just feels like everybody has – kind of slid into their roles they're they're starting to figure things out more and that's what happens when you you get a team that's has a a lot of veteran players on it um but you don't have those lapses in the offensive set you know halfway through the shot clock where buddy healed gets the ball and and the three's not open and all of a sudden he's trying to create for himself everybody all the king's players that they kept they're going to benefit greatly from this trade Harrison Barnes, I think you're going to see the type of player that we saw from him early on this season. Mo Harkless, like you said, he's got to be feel real rejuvenated right now. Back in the starting lineup, the team is better. They're going to play more defense. He doesn't mm-hmm. have to scream and yell at everybody. Um, De'Aaron Fox, obviously, as I mentioned before, he's kind of freed up to be the, the, the main go-to guy in this team. And then everybody else. Rashawn Holmes, I'm still curious to see what happens with him moving forward. But I do think that for him to be uh, coming off the bench now as the the main post player with a lot of guys that are new to this team, he can kind of get himself going again as well. He's yep. They're not necessarily going to play through him, but in that lineup, you know, I like – what he's got around him. It, it's a bunch of really solid players. And the same goes for Metu also. Now that Marvin Bagley's gone, I think he feels encouraged that the team is committed to him as mm-hmm. well. He can continue his development. So it, everybody's just kind of like falling into place um, yeah. for, for where they need to be on this team. And, you know, the players they brought in are so much more versatile exactly. than the ones they sent out. And, you know, as a head coach, that's just got to be a dream come true for you that it just opens up so much more possibilities, so many more things you can do. Uh, a lot of these guys have to be respected with either their drive or their shot, and that opens up other opportunities for other guys. And I, I, I'm i going to say it again here, just effort and energy. You know, like it, it's so understated. Uh, everyone wants to talk about basketball. It's all about how many points you score, how many times the ball goes through the hoop. But really for me, it's effort. It's energy makes a huge difference. You know the old saying, right? Hard work Pays beats off. out. Or what is it? Uh, what is it? Hard work beats out talent when talent oh, doesn't yeah. work hard. When talent doesn't work hard. So yep. 
There you go. All right, Calvin, I want to take a look here at the team stats. One thing that really stuck out to me real quick here were turnovers. The Kings had nine turnovers in the first half of this game. Yeah. And Washington only had one. They flipped the script in the second half. Kings still end with more turnovers than Washington, but only 14. They had five in the second half. They turned over Washington nine times. The Kings were able to take the lead in the third quarter after going on an 8-0 run, and they never looked back. Mm-hmm. Anything else that stood out to you? Uh, yeah, I, this is the first time in a as long as I can remember that the Kings have out-rebounded and gotten more assists than their opponent on consecutive games. I mean, that's... That's yep. something that we've harped on with this team for a long time. Like, they have to rebound better. They have to close out possessions. They need to share the ball. Uh, 27 Thanks, assists tonight. Have a good night, buddy. We good appreciate night, the super chat. We'll see you on Monday. 27 assists tonight. They had 32 the other day against the Timberwolves. Yeah, 32. I mean, if they continue to do that and get attack the paint like they're doing – their shooting numbers have been off the charts also. I mean, 40% from three against the Timberwolves the other day, uh, 34% today, not as good, but – or excuse me, 42.9%, and shooting over 50% from the field in both those games too. Like, they're, they're really – again, for a team that has a bunch of new pieces on it, they're very comfortable, it looks like, out there offensively, especially the starting unit. The thing that's really exciting for me is – First off, the Kings won two games in a row, which is obviously really exciting. Yeah, and I think like four out of the last six or something like that. They have two more games coming up. I want to say this Nets game is is actually pretty winnable because there's no Kyrie Irving because they're playing at home. It's very winnable. No Kevin Durant. Uh, No Joe Harris is out with injury. Ben Simmons is is probably not going to play in this game. And then you play the Bulls, which is a very tough game. And then you have a week off like eight days off due to the all-star break. So it's really going to give these new guys a chance to kind of integrate in. Mm -hmm. The Kings are going to be able to have some practices. You know, we hear about, you know, nowadays the main difference in the NBA is the guys don't practice all the time, right? Especially when they're on these long road trips with back-to-backs and stuff like that. There's not a lot of practice time. So when you have a complete week off, it gives a time for these new guys to work together and, uh, you know, actually get some reps in. And I'm really excited to see them return from oh, this yeah. All-Star break. It's I think per- it's perfect timing. two games against Denver. So I, I'm really, really excited to see that. One thing I did notice in this game, which, uh, I mean, you can take it as a negative or not, but not a lot of steals or blocks from the Kings tonight. Two blocks. I think they had like four steals in this game. You know, I'd like to see a little bit more of that. But... There was nobody gambling, you know, Tyrese. I love Tyrese had a lot of awesome games this season, a lot of big steel games, um, but he would gamble and jump passing lanes. We didn't see that tonight. Everyone stayed in front of their man and uh, you know, they just played good defense in the second half of this game. They didn't need steals. They didn't need blocks. They just played straight up good defense and they made Washington miss shots. And as you mentioned, the Kings got rebounds I think DeMontis Sabonis is just such an underrated rebounder. I didn't even realize how good of a rebounder he actually was. Yeah. You know, you you look at the stat sheet and you're like, okay, this guy's like a pretty good rebounder. He's a double-double machine. But then you watch him in the game, and it's like, that would have been an easy rebound for Washington. And he tips it out to somebody else. And just all these yep. plays where he's just there inside. The dude is is huge. I get why oh, yeah. Fox called him an He's ox. He's an ox, right? Yeah, yeah. The dude is huge. <laughs> and I saw this nickname today earlier. You got the fox, the ox, the falcon, and the lamb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's great, right? We got a whole animal right? farm going over they here. We do have a whole animal farm. But I just want to, you know, I, I just love Sabonis. I, I'm loving him more and more every time I see him. And I'm just happy to have him on the team. And I, I'm like all you Kings fans. I, I hate to give up a guy like Tyrese Halliburton because I feel like this dude is going to have an amazing future. But Sabonis is is a good player, and he does these things that this team needed. And rebounding is so huge. Uh, it's been so many years of just seeing uh, rebound, rebound, rebound. 
and the Kings yeah. have just lost these games due to giving up offensive rebounds. And, and so finally having a guy on this roster that can get a rebound when you need it is it's it, huge. I, I can't it's everything. I can't state enough how powerful that is. Absolutely. And that's the type of effect that you expect to have on your team when you trade for an all-star. I mean And Sass says the, the barn too. We got the barn. The bar, yeah, and the barn. <laughs> <laughs> although he is the falcon right so yeah he's the he's the falcon barn that's funny patrick welcome welcome sorry my voice is a little hoarse uh it was a lot of yelling at the king's games and in punchable social it's loud in there and th these loud. mics are pretty good at picking up my voice but i literally had to yell so that calvin yeah. could hear me uh and tell what i was saying yes yeah we had a lot of people sitting directly behind us that had, they didn't hear a single word. They couldn't the hear time. anything. All right, Calvin, you didn't write a keys to the game, huh? I think it was me. I, I did think not. I think we I wrote a key to the game. Score more points. Score more points. I think hey, I'm three and zero on my keys to the game. They did that for sure. <laughs> All right. Anything else you want to talk about this game before we move on here? We got a lot to talk about tonight. Oh yeah, I mean, there's a ton to talk about, but I think. The most important part is we're all happy right now. There's a lot of, of positive energy surrounding this team currently. We need to kind of taper that. You know, we, we've <laughs> fallen um, <laughs> <laughs> fallen victim to this happening before. But I, I do think that this this team is – this Kings team is probably the most talented Kings team in 10 years at least, wow. I would say. Wow. I, I mean – Demarcus was great, but who else did he have around him? Like he didn't Isaiah really Thomas, have anything. But yeah, he wasn't. It was early on in Isaiah. I mean, yeah, you could hindsight you could say, oh, Isaiah Thomas was at that on that team. He was great, but he wasn't Isaiah Thomas back then. Yeah, Rondo, Rudy Gay. This team yeah. has all star. I mean, currently has an all star on it. Not this season, but a two time all star. Another person that you would expect is going to be in the all star conversation for a number of years to come. And really, really solid role players around them as well. So uh, it's there's a lot to be excited about, but we are going to have to wait and see how it turns out. Yeah. A lot of games left. Yeah, I agree with you. And uh, like like Art says here, we have chemistry, which is crazy to say right. that you have chemistry when you yeah, just they've only fired a coach for a couple days. months ago and you bring in six new players. Like this team is so much different than at the start of right. the season. But uh, – I agree. It's chemistry. It's guys that want to be here. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. It's guys that want to play together, and it's guys that know their role and they play that role. And I, I just think it's going to get even better as we go. Maybe I'm optimistic as a Kings fan, but I, I just think that... And guys that know how to win, too. Yeah. You know, that, that's an important part. I, I mean, Dante DiVincenzo, for example, yes, he, he would have been part of a really solid uh, organization and culture either way, even if they had actually pulled off the trade from last year. But he doesn't go and get a championship ring if the Kings bring him in last year. That's true. Now he has time to get... Too bad he was on the experience. Too bad he was on the bench during that with an injury, but he did start in the playoffs for them. Yes, so. but you still there's a lot. Uh, even if you're not playing, whether you're, you're injured or culture, not, yeah. you definitely learn a lot from an experience like that. And just being around those type, you know, you see the type of work that those guys put in day yep. in and day out. That's the most important part. Like you said, energy, effort, all that stuff. Yep. Um, th these guys are going to bring that. 
And, you know, we just, we talk about culture and how culture needs to change. The quickest way to change culture is to trade half your players and send out all the guys that don't want to be here. It's almost like there was like a black cloud hovering over my head and over the King's head and it got really windy and it just blew that cloud out of here. So I'm pretty happy, but Hey, uh, you ready to move on? Let's do it. All right, guys. If you need a break, the seal, here's your chance. We're going to take a quick break here. And when we return, we're going to dive a little bit deeper into your Sacramento Kings with Around the Crown. Welcome back. This is Around the Crown. We're talking all things Sacramento Kings and beyond. Join the Royal Family by hitting that subscribe button down below. And while you're down there, you might as well smash that like button. And hey, we have Super Chats enabled as well. So if you'd like to buy us a beer or a shot or uh, contribute to Calvin and I being more available for you guys, go ahead and send us a Super Chat or a sticker. Why not? Well, Calvin... I think we got to talk about the Bagley trade first because it was breaking news. We were on a plane out of Sacramento. Yep. We landed in Seattle. We tried to do a live in Seattle. We had some technical difficulties and then we had to get back here to Maui. We talked a little bit about it on the Royal report yesterday. And if you guys have not watched that, make sure you check out the Royal report. It's a really good episode this week. We show some of our clips of us in Sacramento. You might even see yourself on that. And then uh, we intru- we have a big announcement where we introduce a new section where we're highlighting fans. So if, if you'd like to be part of that, all you got to do is just send us a video of yourself. It could even be audio if, if you, um, you know, are not comfortable showing your face. Send it to us on Instagram at Royal Rebounds. Make it about 60 seconds long and tell us why you're a Kings fan. And we might select you to be on next week's episode. All right, Calvin. So the Bagley trade, it's official. Four-team deal. Bagley is sent to Detroit. The Kings end up with a bunch of guys in this deal. Dante DiVincenzo, Trey Lyles, and Josh Jackson. We are... Only got to see one of those guys play so far, and that was Dante. And I think he had a great game. But I just want to hear what your thoughts are on this trade overall. How could you not be thrilled with this deal? Uh, I mean, Monty really did some excellent, excellent work here. You get rid of a guy who they've been trying to get rid of for over a year, been in and out of the lineup, uh, really kind of lost his way with this team. And in return for one guy, you don't give up any draft picks, anything else. You get three players back who fit this th- what they needed. They like needed almost wit- length, wing depth, outside shooting. It's it's an excellent, excellent trade. And, and my hat goes off to Monty McNair. He really came through. Hey, Monty. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> Good job, Monty. Good job. Good job, Monty. It's funny. I was watching an interview with Mo Harkless. And he was saying how Harrison Barnes would and him would joke this season that they were the only two wings on the roster. And they were able to bring in some of these guys. So he's just talking about how excited he was to have more wings on this roster and versatile guys, too. We also watched um, Monty's press conference talking about some of these new additions. And he just seemed so happy about all these guys. Like he he was stoked on on um, Trey Lyles shooting. He loved the defense from DiVincenzo. He loved the defense from uh, Josh Jackson. He thinks that Josh Jackson is on the up and up and that he's really taken a turn in the right direction this season. Uh, you know, he said he's been targeting uh, DiVincenzo for a while. And uh, just his whole demeanor in the press conference, he seemed excited. He yeah. seemed happy. He touched on a few different things. He said he stated a goal when he first took over this team. And that was to add talent, not to rush things, not to make a, a, make a bad move. Be patient when you need to be and be aggressive when you need to be. He said last season's trade deadline, you saw the patience. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people think inactivity or they mistake inactivity or sorry, patience as inactivity. This year you got to see a little bit of the aggressiveness here at the trade deadline. And I, I just got to praise him for all these moves and all these guys he brought in because – 
Uh, I really love it all. And the most interesting thing for me, Calvin, out of that whole press conference is they say, well, Monty, you didn't give up any draft picks here. What, what's going on with that? Are you happy to be able to keep your draft picks? And he said, that's the best part is that we have our draft picks yep. and we're ready to be aggressive in this offseason and use those draft picks to bring in some more talent to Sacramento. So yep. regardless of what happens through the rest of this season, I think the Kings are going to be a much better basketball team than they were the first half of the year. But, hey, they're they're changing culture, they're building, and it sounds like they're gearing up to make a big move in the offseason. So it just makes me even more excited about the next year and a half of Kings basketball. Totally, totally. You, you can finally see uh, the blueprint here. You can see what Monty has in his head. There's yep. proof. It's um, The proof is in the pudding. Yeah, and the, and the great part is, you know, we, we heard about some rumors about guys, but the front office has stayed pretty tight together, yep. which for the Kings is a huge change. You know, we flash or I mean, flash back to just a couple years ago when they draft Marvin Bagley, the coach is getting into it with the GM and other members of the front office. It seems like they're all on the same page at this point, and that is a great start to, I guess, turning around this franchise. All right, Calvin. So I got to ask you now, we got a bunch of new players on this roster. Do you have a favorite player on this team? Overall? Overall. Or of the new players? Uh, either. Uh, that's a good question. I th I think it's Harrison Barnes. Really? Yeah. I mean, the, the guy the is... The Falcon. The Falcon. The guy's Bar just Barn so Falcon. solid. Um, I, I've always kind of felt, well, not always, but he didn't get off to the, the start that everyone expected him to when he was drafted by Golden State. But that kind of, that experience, I think, molded him into the, the NBA player that he is today. Um, and I, I've felt like he was underrated ever since he was in Dallas and had those two really good seasons uh, where he was right around 20 points a game. I've said it a lot, but I think the guy is the perfect role player, you know, one of your top role players on a good team mm -hmm. because he does so many things well. He's a much improved shooter, really good at getting to the basket, getting to the free throw line, very efficient, plays good defense, is versatile, can guard multiple positions, good rebounder. Um, he's just a, a really solid player and, and you never see really a change in his demeanor either. He's yep. never too high, never too low. Um, I, I he's the, the consummate professional, I think. And those are the types of players that you need on your team. I couldn't agree more out of these new guys. They brought in six players. I'm going to take Sabonis out of this equation because I think <laughs> that gives you too easy of an answer. But, uh, out of these five players that they brought in here, which one do you think will have the greatest impact on the team? I think it's going to be Justin Holiday because he, I, I think he is, he's not as good of an outside shooter as Buddy Heald or, or at least, um, you know, percentage wise. I really believe that he is what the Kings needed Buddy Heald to be though. A reliable outside shooter but a guy that's going to grit and grind on defense. Mm -hmm. I mean, he fights through screens like no other, rotates really well, recovers really well. Again, it's all about, you know, f the other players on this team kind of falling into their roles um, and doing what they do well that's going to help contribute to the team's success. I, I think Justin Holiday is going to be one of the more underrated pieces of this whole trade deadline for the Kings. I agree. I totally agree. Shout out to Dennis. Thank you, Dennis. It was nice to meet you. And thanks for the super chat. We greatly appreciate it. Brian says, some ESPN people thought the Kings didn't do well with trades, but I think they did great. Yeah, I agree with you and exactly what you're saying here. A lot of these ESPN guys, they don't watch Kings basketball. And honestly, there are certain times where I don't blame them because – if you're not from Sacramento, if you haven't grown up or, or you're not a Kings fan, like what is the point watching this team? It's been a complete dumpster fire for a while. Right. But 
they don't know what they're talking about. I think the Kings did great the trade deadline, and I'm really excited with everything to come. I really am. And sorry for ragging on the Kings. I, I just had to do it, but that's okay. You know, it's a love-hate relationship sometimes. Okay, so we have 24 games left through the rest of the season here, Calvin. The Kings are currently in the 13th spot looking up at the playoff picture. Not sure if they're going to make it or not. They still have to contend with the Blazers, the Pelicans, the Spurs. Yep. I think it's pretty clear Blazers that... Blazers and Spurs both won today. Yeah, I think it's pretty clear that the, the Blazers are, are trying to throw in the towel. Yeah, yeah. Anthony <laughs> Simons is not having any of that. Yeah, the Spurs, I'm not really sure what's going on with them. The Lakers are also struggling. The Kings could potentially catch up to the Lakers. They're only four games back right now. I want to hear your thoughts on, on a potential playoff or play and push through the rest of the season well they've certainly got a, a good chance i mean they have a better chance now than they did before the trade deadline that, that's obvious but like you said it, it all depends on you know they're on the outside looking in um and, and it depends a lot on how these other teams that are right around the 10 9 uh 8 spot yep. perform for the Clippers rest of the are way in there. Clippers are in there as well the t wolves are playing much better um you know, I think everybody kind of expects the Blazers to fall off, like you said, but mm -hmm. who knows? They they might just keep on keeping on. And then the, the Pelicans are the real interesting team to watch. Yeah. Uh, C.J. McCollum, I actually took a bunch of notes on – it was a crazy day in the NBA, like all around. But C.J. McCollum, 36 points, 11 rebounds in his debut. He's wild. With the Pelicans. You add him next to Brandon Ingram, Valanchunas. Even if Zion doesn't come yeah. back this year, that's still a really formidable team. Dante Graham as mm -hmm. well, like, or Devontae Graham, excuse me. Uh, they're a really interesting team to watch going forward. And the Kings actually have two games against the Pelicans in this last 24. If I were you, I would circle those on your calendar because those are going to be huge as far as playoff positioning or yep. trying to get into this play-in tournament. I think two more games against the Spurs as well, which yep. will be big. I was thinking today, Calvin, I'm like, okay, well, I, I like what this team is doing. I like this talent that's been added to the team. But what does this mean as far as coaching staff? You know, I think Alvin Gentry, we both agree, has been put in a, a very difficult position. But uh, I couldn't think of a better guy to be in that position sure. right now, right? Because he's dealt with this stuff before. If they are to make the playoffs or make this big push – is the interim tag removed? Does Alvin Gentry earn a shot at next season? Or does this have they changed a direction as far as playing styles? Is there a coach that you think they might go after? Um, that's a good question. I hadn't really thought too much about that. I, I think that this team is now pretty balanced overall. So I'm not sure there's a, a particular style of coach that you would look for going forward. I still don't think Alvin Gentry has much of a shot at getting the interim tag pulled off of him. If anything, this trade deadline just kind of breathes new life into the team and the coaching staff as well, and they feel, um, you know, alive now as opposed to being dead in the water a couple of weeks ago. Mm -hmm. So it's it'll be good for them because they, uh, just like the players, they have this new energy um, and focus towards the game. I don't think Alvin Gentry is going to be in consideration for the head coaching job unless they make it into the playoffs and somehow win their first round playoff series. That I think is the moment where Monty says, okay, maybe we've got everything we need right now. You think they have to win the first series, not just winning the plan and I making do. it in? I do. Okay. Interesting. That is interesting because I think if they do make the playoffs, we're going to hear about it if he gets fired. It's going to be the Dave Yeager thing all over again, right, where you got so close. This is the best Kings team we've had. I don't know if it's the right move or not. Uh, I, I trust Monty to do that. If I were to uh, guess who the head coach of this team is next season, it's going to be Mike D'Antoni. And the reason I say that is, you know, this whole Dante DiVincenzo thing got me thinking where I'm just like, Monty chooses a guy in his mind and he's going to keep going after that guy. 
And I see all the connections between Houston and both of those guys. They both kind of departed at the same time. Uh, I think, you know, you have a guy like De'Aaron Fox who would benefit so much from a guy like that. And even with Sabonis, and he, he talked about how this team wants to play fast and part of that is getting rebounds and pushing that up. And that's yeah. why he likes Sabonis so much, right? We were thinking, well, Sabonis isn't going to be the first man down the floor. But if Fox is the first man down the floor and Sabonis is getting the rebound in like a la Kevin Love throwing that thing up there and the Kings are in transition, that just seems like a Mike D'Antoni offense to me. Yeah, I think he's still got to be in heavy consideration for this job. Absolutely. Um, and maybe it is one of those things, like you said, where Monty has his eye on somebody and, and he's going to follow through on that. Um, but we'll see. I, I mean, I think there's probably a, a number of people that you should consider for this job, and, and maybe it's Mike D'Antoni. I, I just don't think Alvin Gentry has much of a chance at this point. I, I don't think he ever had much of a chance. If the Kings make the playoffs, Alvin Gentry's head coach next season, Mike D'Antoni's assistant. Oh, and wow. then maybe we'll see the same thing that we saw this year if they start off slow. Yeah, Mike D'Antoni takes over, but uh, it's it's interesting. It, it is really interesting. Speaking of interesting, I want to talk about Rashawn Holmes a little bit. We you know heard all these rumors that Rashawn was potentially going to be moved uh, before the deadline, considering he is now on the bench. Uh, he doesn't fit well, or, or nobody feels like he fits well starting alongside. Sabonis, and uh, he has been struggling lately as well. But what's your thoughts on Rashawn? I know Monty touched on it in his press conference on how he loves Rashawn and and he wants him to be yeah. on his team and, and he loves everything he brings. That's a great backup center if Definitely. you can get him to buy in. Uh, you know, you just look at the bench on this team, having uh, DiVincenzo, Mitchell, uh, Lamb, and guys like Rashawn Holmes available is huge and can really give you an advantage. But I just want to hear your thoughts on Rashawn, what you expect from him in the offseason, and, and if you think he'll be on this team next year. Well, I do think he'll be on the team next year. I mean, they, they just signed him to a deal. You know, who who knows? They, they might decide. A to very reasonable some, deal. A very reasonable deal. And like you said, it, he's a really excellent backup center to have coming off your bench. And I, I think that if he's open to the role, you know, it, it's always tough when you finally crack that starting lineup and then you get a new contract and you come off of a, a career-type season, uh, you feel like, you know, you've made it. You, you're carving out your path, you know, and then this happens mm-hmm. and suddenly it's a big step backwards. If he's open to coming off the bench and playing that role for them like I said at the beginning of the show I think that it could really benefit him especially as he is struggling to get comfortable this season Um, but in this second lineup second unit he's he's the guy I mean he's the longest tenured king on that group he's not the the go-to player in terms of we're going to just keep feeding you the rock and you get us buckets yeah but he is the established player on this team in that second unit. I think it kind of gives him new life as he was struggling to kind of find his way in the starting lineup with Fox and Halliburton playing. Some nights he'd be great. Some nights he would just disappear. Mm-hmm. So it's a new opportunity for him. And I think if he comes into it with the right mindset mindset, uh, and works hard, that he's going to be – very, very productive. I'm, I, he could be kind of like a Montrez Harrell type player for this team now coming off the bench. And again, you know, it just makes them deeper. But it all depends on, on his mental uh, state, you know, now yep. that they've traded for Sabonis and he's lost his starting job. How are you going to respond to that? Yep. And he needs to be hitting that push shot. When he's hitting that push yep. shot regularly, he is a complete different player. Ivan brings up a good point here. Mike D'Antoni's lead assistant in Phoenix was Alvin Gentry. He was. So it'd be interesting, you know, if they flip or if maybe. over for Mike D'Antoni. Yeah, maybe we end up uh, doing the same thing over again. I I don't really know. All right, Calvin. I want to give a quick shout out here to Brent um, at the comic shop, Impound Comics, right across the street from Golden One Center. 
He's got some awesome apparel in there. He gave us a little figurine here. I don't know if you guys can see that there. We got a new addition. Also, shout out to Fred for giving us our little teddy bear yes. there. But uh, we're all about supporting, you know, businesses, local businesses, stuff like that. So go on over to Impound Con Comics. Tell them you heard about them from Royal Rebounds. And uh, go support local businesses close to the Kings. Yeah, it's a really cool shop. A very cool idea, too. Uh, it's a, you know, Sacramento's own superhero. Um, the artwork is fantastic. They're, they're coming out with a movie soon. He was telling us they have a, a trailer in the works. So they're really doing big things. They're right next to Golden One Center. Uh, go, go check them out. Go say hi. Go check them out. Jim, I think, uh, I think the Clippers are in the A spot right now. But does it really matter at this point? You know, you look at top 10. Yeah. <laughs> Nine and 10 still have to win two games. But uh, we just saw the Kings win two games back to back. So pretty, pretty happy about that. All right, Calvin, anything else you want to talk about here around the Kings? Or should we move on to next week? Uh, Man, well, not nah, just what a day in the NBA. You know, today is the... Uh, 22-year anniversary of the Vince Carter takeover in the slam dunk contest, the 2000 oh, the, slam dunk the elbow? contest, widely regarded as the greatest slam dunk contest of all time. Yeah, that was 22 years ago today. Can you believe that? That's awesome. Crazy. Gotham, what did you try here? Oh, well, I tried. tried to sleep. Oh, he tried to sleep. <laughs> he couldn't sleep. That's awesome. Welcome back, man. <laughs> That's funny, man. I know how you feel. When I was leaving Sacramento, I literally couldn't sleep on the whole way here. I'm like just – I had such an amazing experience there. And all, all you guys, you know, really made me feel at home and uh, gave me a lot of motivation to work more on this channel and build this channel. So I spent the entire – what was it, two hours to Seattle and five and a half hours to Maui <laughs> just grinding on my laptop, trying to figure out new ideas to make this show even better, make this channel even better and uh, make you all a part of it. So thank you guys. All right, we're going to take another quick break here. And when we come back, we're going to dive into the next week of basketball action with your Kings with Kings Crusade. Welcome back to Royal Rebounds, a Sacramento Kings YouTube channel for fans by fans. If you are a Kings fan, make sure you smash up that like button down below. And if you would like to join the Royal family with Calvin, Vinny, and I, make sure you hit that subscribe button as well. The Kings continue their crusade to get back to the playoffs. Next up is the Brooklyn Nets. Pretty excited about this game, Calvin. I am <laughs> I am ecstatic on this game. Yeah. And we're actually going to have Skip join us uh, post-game as well. Mm -hmm. So he's going to give his thoughts on the game. But KD is out. I don't know if you watched the All-Star draft with him and LeBron, but it was <laughs> yeah. hilarious. And they're like, so, KD, can you give us an update on the injury and when you might return? And he's like, no. No. And so then he asks him again, and he's like, no. But I'm feeling a little bit better. <laughs> That was pretty funny, right? Did you it watch was. the whole thing? I didn't watch the whole thing, but I watched uh, the highlights, I guess. Did you hear the little blooper going on? Welcome, Black. No, I did not hear that. <laughs> uh, it, was, it was pretty funny. It was pretty funny. Uh, but, yeah, so KD is out. Kyrie is out because it is a home game. The Brooklyn Nets lost tonight. I was surprised they came back in that game. in a row. I'm, I'm surprised they came back. They were I down know. by like 20 yeah, against the Miami work. Heat. They end up coming back. I don't think Ben Simmons is ready to play as well. So this is going to be a very short-staffed Brooklyn Nets team, kind of like the whole world is short-staffed right now. Yeah. But, uh, Calvin, I want to hear your keys to the game. Uh, well, I'm, I'm keeping it simple here. I mean, the, the Kings are – on the up and up, but again, they got a lot of new players. You know, it's going to take time for them to really mesh and get to be a collective unit. Uh, and then the Nets are a fraction of themselves. I mean, no James Harden, no Kyrie, no KD, no Joe Harris. We don't know if Ben Simmons is going to play or not. So they're in the eighth spot. 
now. They might miss the <laughs> – what do you think would be more surprising, the Nets missing the playoffs or the Kings making the playoffs? Oh, man. That's that's a tough question. <laughs> right? That is a tough question. <laughs> Didn't they give up all those picks to Houston too? I think they gave up a few. I don't know about a lot. I wonder if they yeah. own their first-round pick this season. I, I'd be interested to see. Either that's one wild. would be surprising, but it, it is – the, the Nets are in a very, very interesting situation right now. But so for my keys to the game, number one is just keep working on the chemistry. I, I mean, these guys need reps together. It's looked really good so far. Every game they're going to get a little more comfortable. They just have to keep on keeping on. I, I mean, these are like practices right now, basically, because you mm -hmm. don't have the time to practice, uh, you know, heavily throughout the week in between games. Number two is going to be get the bench going. Uh, this is a game where I think the bench could potentially play a lot of minutes. They have an advantage because the, the Nets are going to be really undermanned, so a lot of their bench players are now in the starting lineup. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, an opportunity to get some of these new guys going. Dante DiVincenzo, uh, Davion Mitchell, keep him rolling, and maybe we'll see Trey Lyles or Josh Jackson in this game. Who knows? I would love to. And then number three is the Fox and the Falcon. The Ox is going to have a good game. However, <laughs> with no Kyrie, no James Harden, no Kevin Durant, and possibly no Ben Simmons, De'Aaron Fox and Harrison Barnes should have their way with this team offensively. I expect them to stay hot and both be uh, you know, around 20 points again. Yeah. I'm going to add a fourth key to the game here, and that's going to be take this game seriously. We've seen the Kings lose lots of games this year, Games they should have won, games where teams that they were playing were losing or were missing their best player. They were extremely short staffed. We saw a game, what was that against Charlotte or something, where like half the team was out with COVID? It was Charlotte. And yeah. the Kings end up losing that game. So for me, they need to take this game seriously. It, it, it's not going to be a walk in the park. Uh, it, these are still NBA players. Even though they are bench players, even though, you know, the stars are out. You have to take this game seriously. Definitely. And you need to do one, two, and three, all your keys as well. And uh, I'm excited because we could see a three-game winning streak here. It's very possible. We could. I, I'm really excited about that. Then we take on the Bulls in Chicago. Uh, I'm not as optimistic about that game. <laughs> but it's okay. If you get three in a row, I'm willing to give one up. It's going to give these guys more reps. It's going to give them more opportunities to play together. And then they have, like I said, almost eight days off here to practice, to do some things. But, hey, the Kings do have a chance in this Bulls game. They do. They play the games for a reason. So got a chance. there is yeah. a possibility. And then they take on uh, the Nuggets at home. I don't know home. if anybody can stop DeMar DeRozan right now, but they've got a chance. <laughs> That's true. Then they have two games against the Nuggets, then the Thunder, and then those really important games against the Pelicans and the Spurs. So we have, you know, a couple exciting weeks of Kings basketball coming up here. I'm just – I'm so excited, man. And, and you know, you look here at the standings uh, – <laughs> The Kings are like 14 games under 500. I, I, could, I can't like even comprehend how that's possible and how I'm still excited. But I'm seeing it here in the fat. How awesome would it be if the Kings eliminate the Lakers from playoff contention this season? It would be like winning the championship pretty yeah. much, right? Yeah. It would be great. They could knock the Lakers out of even making the play-in. Right. Or potentially they could face the Lakers in the play-in yep. and knock them out that way too. Yep. Another so loss for the Lakers today. I think that's yeah. six straight road losses. Yeah. So you're saying LeBron is there's looking a chance. very frustrated. Saying there's a chance. Oh, man, guys. I, I'm so happy. I, I, wish I, I wish we could just do this stream for like five hours and just keep <laughs> celebrating and talking about it because I'm having so much fun. But I know it's late in Sacramento. You know, it's it's still early here. It's only like almost 8.30. we got to get some dinner. It's been a long day at work for me today. And uh, hopefully we'll get enough Super Chats in the future that I won't have to work during the day. And I'll just yes. be able to hang out with you guys. But, hey, Calvin, I'm ready to wrap up the show. Anything else you want to mention? Go Kings. Another win. Everybody's right, riding high right now. Yeah. I really want you guys to go out and celebrate tonight. Enjoy this win because – 
we're Kings fans. It doesn't happen very often. You have to celebrate them when they do. Everything's going so good right now. I feel so good inside. So thank you guys so much for joining us on another Royal Rebounds podcast. Make sure you guys smash up that like button. Make sure you hit that subscribe button to join the Royal family. Have a wonderful Super Bowl Sunday tomorrow. You know I'm rooting for the Rams. And uh, I'll see you guys on Monday post game. In the meantime, go Kings. TV with Calvin and Barry. Just two crazy fans of the Sacramento Kings and they sharing their opinion. So be sure that you subscribe. It's for the fans by the fans. Whether you chilling on the couch or wilding in the stand. For laid back conversations about the Kings, subscribe here. Staying down until we come up thinking this gonna be our year. We're here drinking beer, talking about the Kings.